Hey, Kansas City. You're listening to Real Humans by Gina Kaufman, a weekly podcast from KCUR Studios. On this episode, the reckoning with work we're hearing so much about, what does that look like for an artist? I finally had the time to talk to my boss, who was me, and renegotiate. (laughs) And I said, hey, boss, me, um, yeah, no, this isn't working. A few years ago, at the height of his pre-pandemic busyness, Vitran took his mom to a run-through for a TEDx talk in KCK. I'm going to tell you a few stories today, uh, the first of which starts with my family. My family, my mother. She had come to town to spend quality time with her son, but he had a lot going on. I was uh, on a on an acting contract, and we were moving into Tech Week, which is when, you know, you add all the lights and the sound and the costumes, and and it's basically a black hole of 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 long hours for that week. But I also had the good fortune to be invited to uh, be a speaker at TEDx Wyandotte, and so I I had a TED talk. You know, she was tagging along um, and just the way that the schedule worked out. um, I went to the tech rehearsal for the TED Talk and then I had to immediately run to uh, tech rehearsal for the play. And my mom tagged along to the TED Talk since she wasn't going to be able to attend. And then I dropped her off at home. But before I left for the play rehearsal, she grabbed me and, and she said, hey, hey, stop for a second. What are you doing? And I was like, I'm, I'm going to, to my tech rehearsal. She's like, no, what are you doing? V's mom was baffled by the frenetic whirlwind that seemed to envelop her son. Why was he still trying to prove himself? He was in his late 30s. He was successful. He'd done so much of what he'd set out to do. She was just like, you did it. You don't have to prove anything to me, to anybody. And then she tacked on a joke to lighten the mood. She said, if you're going to be this miserable, as an artist, then I do want you to go back and go to law school or med school. (laughs) That had been the plan, after all. V. Tran was born in southern Vietnam in 1980. His parents and much older sister had just endured the hardships of the Vietnam War and its devastating aftermath. But for the 161 Vietnamese refugees who spent the last five weeks on a freighter... When I was born, that was kind of the catalyst that convinced them, you know, there's no way, there's no way that we're going to try to raise two kids here. Um, At about uh, the age of one, they, they carried me out of there. The Tran family headed north through Cambodia toward a refugee camp just across the border in Thailand. The, the goal was to reach a refugee camp run by the Red Cross in, in Thailand. Um, and it was right there on the border that we were captured by the Khmer Rouge, uh, just a stone's throw away from the camp. Like, the camp was visible, but we were, uh, we were bartered for by the Red Cross uh, and uh, released by the Khmer Rouge. V and his family ended up in Kansas by coincidence. While pleading for sponsorship, V's dad was like, we'll do anything. And then to drive home the point, he was like, we'll be farmers. And the the clerk's eyes lit up and and said, well, there's farmland in America. And so they shipped us to Wichita, Kansas. (laughs) Of course, Wichita doesn't have much farmland. It's the biggest city in Kansas. The trans, who did not yet speak English beyond the few phrases they'd learned in refugee camp, struggled to earn enough money for food and rent. But eventually they found work at a beef packing plant in Garden City, a landing place for immigrants then and now. 
V picked up English quickly. He was a kid. Adjusting was harder for his parents and especially his sister. She was a preteen already, and she'd missed two years of school fleeing Vietnam and waiting in a refugee camp. The family's hopes for a better life quickly focused on V. It was a lot to carry. V worked hard in school, with a lot riding on the 4.0 GPA he so carefully maintained. Envisioning an Ivy League school of his choice, followed by law school or med school, he would just achieve his way out of all the scarcity and insecurity once and for all. And then he lost his 4.0. And I thought my life was over. So I went out for a play, and I started a band, and I started doing those things. That's really when he became an artist. What the arts uh, allowed me to do was, was seek truth and be honest with myself. Transparence supported V completely when he decided to go to Kansas State University to study theater. Also bucking cultural norms. They, I mean, they gave me their blessing to, to, to go out there and try to strike, it, strike out a path as, as a performer. And so internally, I doubled down. Uh, on being hard on, on myself and that legacy burden um, and said, well, you got to crush it, you know. In Kansas City, V-Tran started his career at the Unicorn Theater in Midtown, where he scored his first major role. He played an Asian baseball pitcher. He got a job as a singing waiter at a place some folks might remember, Bar Natasha, and he learned how to do the stuff that pays the bills. Commercials, voiceover work, that kind of thing. He became the front man of his own band, V-Tran Band, in the aughts. And in 2014, he and his wife Mackenzie opened a performance venue called The Buffalo Room in the back of the Westport Flea Market. It was a place where you could catch experimental theater and eat a cheeseburger at the same time. But V's crowning achievement was a folk musical he wrote, produced, and starred in. The Butcher's Son, His Family's Story. I wrote it in such a way and designed it in such a way, constructed it in such a way that my family's escape from Vietnam and resettlement in the cattle country of southwestern Kansas is just the hook. By the end of the story, I want you to say, that's my mother, that's my father, that's my sister who looked out for me. So, leading up to the pandemic, V had just landed the coveted Generative Performing Artist Award from the Charlotte Street Foundation. The $10,000 award was supposed to provide seed money to take the butcher's son to bigger theater markets. What I wanted for the show was not for it to be a nice feel-good story in Kansas City. Oh, Kansas City performer writes an autobiographical musical about his family's journey. We wanted to see it have a proper debut at an equity house, you know, a theater company that is affiliated with the Actors Union. You know, it's a big network. And we had probably about a dozen different theaters across the country interested. But new play development is is a big risk. And so everybody's kind of waiting and seeing and, and, and following the buzz about the show. March of 2020 was supposed to mean getting on planes and having big meetings at some of those theaters that had shown interest. We were so close. Grief over what could have been took hold. And that all went away, you know, Uh, because in 2020 and in 2021, uh, first priority is not, you know, developing a new play from from an unknown playwright, you know. And so I had to sit back and grieve that. But something else happened, too. 
he kept up his momentum just long enough to get his Buffalo Room staff rejobbed, as he puts it. And then... All the different parts of me were just so exhausted and in such pain. You know, like the artist in me, the musician in me, the playwright in me, you know, all, of, all of these things. Those parts of me were like, can we rest? Can we, can we, can we stop? Suddenly lacking the excuse of a busy schedule, V turned his focus to self-healing. He let himself play. He got into video games. I've been having a good time with that and letting that kiddo and me spend some time just playing, just playing and being a kid again and being joyful uh, in a frivolous way. And the funny thing is, when his friends found out, they were like, Oh, are you going to live stream it? And I said, no. No, I am not going to live stream it because the minute I say I'm going to live stream it, the producer in me is going to be like, okay, so we need uh, this lighting and we need these microphones and we need this uh, interface and uh, we also need to launch a Patreon for it and then we need (laughs) need a (laughs) six-month launch plan (laughs) and then it's no longer play. V developed these virtual storytelling workshops, delving into the therapeutic benefits of storytelling for the storyteller. And he took this opportunity to fix his relationship with work. I finally had the time to talk to my boss, who was me, and renegotiate. (laughs) When the world and work started returning to their previous state of unhinged busyness, V did, in fact, say no. A lot. Sometimes that even meant declining to donate performance time. I had to really put my foot down and, and say, no, I'm not in a position to give. V has been speaking out in a new way, not on stage as a character, as himself. He's telling us what his services require, and he's doing it loudly in an attempt to raise the bar for everyone. It's a gratifying evolution to watch. I come to the table with much greater conviction asking for what I need. I can attest to that firsthand. It took me a year to get this interview with VTran. When I first reached out last April, he told me no. He told me he needed to conserve that energy for himself and that now was not a good time for him to process his story with an audience. He knew I'd still be there later when he was ready. And he was right. To set up this interview 12 months later, V directed me to an online calendar set up specifically to prevent him from going back to his old ways. When I clicked on a chosen appointment time, the time slots right before and after disappeared from my screen automatically. No one can book those now. They're for V. It's breathing room. What a concept. And all I can think about is V trans mom telling him to stop trying to prove himself. She was just like, you did it. You don't have to prove anything to me, to anybody. Mrs. Tran, if you happen to be listening, I think he heard you. That's it. Thanks for listening. And I just want to say, V Tran Band will be out with a new single this month. Not a whole album, just the one song V was genuinely inspired to write and perform. V Tran is also organizing an art exhibit showcasing work by Asian American artists here in town. It'll be at the Arts KC Gallery as part of a residency he's doing with the Greater Kansas City Chapter of the National Association of Asian American Professionals. So that's what he's up to. If you want to check it out, he's also shopping Butcher's Son around again. But he's not trying to Hulk smash that goal. He thinks of that show like it's a teenage kid that needs to get out of the house. I just want to 
make sure that the butcher son gets into like a good boarding school or university university of his choice you know keeping half an eye on 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 his his continued education and and future success but yeah i really want him out of the house this podcast is produced by Mackenzie Martin and Trevor Grandin with music from Blue Dot Sessions. It's based on the Real Humans column at kcur.org with photos by Carlos Moreno. You can check that out every Sunday at kcur.org. Gabe Rosenberg is my editor, and if you like Real Humans, you know, we can't make this podcast without listener support. KCUR's spring membership drive just ended, but it's not too late to toss a little goodness our way if you want to help us out. Everything you need is at kcur.org support. I'm Gina Kaufman, over and out. If you like Real Humans by Gina Kaufman, you might also like KCUR's weekly creative adventure email, featuring tips for getting outside and exploring Kansas City. Recently, we put together a list with the backstories of the most interesting historic theaters in the city. We've also published guides for bird watching in our region and where to find the best trivia for every night of the week. Sign up today at kcur.org slash adventure.